A mother's love is one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful love in the world. It will push boundaries, fight the good fight, and give hope where no hope seems to be found. That's exactly the kind of love Doa had for her unborn child. The story of real life, Dr. McDreamy, Dr. James Stranick. There are moments in life you never forget. They call them core memories. I was lying down on my bed, five months pregnant, tired from crying, recalling those words over and over. Your baby will need multiple surgeries in the first two years to be able to live with half a heart. Don't expect to see her have a normal childhood like other kids. She will be delayed. This is her life expectancy. Nothing can be done to prevent it. Don't remember ever crying like this in my life, and I have lived through wars. I needed to catch my breath. With my eyes closed, everything went black. Out of nowhere, this scene jumped into my mind, the vision of pink lights in the womb and the music in the scene. If you have ever watched Grey's Anatomy before, you will remember how special it was. Why did I even recall it at the moment? I still have no idea. That's exactly what Dr. Doa Alsamurai wrote to Love What Matters. Her story also received national news coverage and was featured on Good Morning America, along with multiple radio shows, medical sites, faith-based sites, and much more. And you call it the story of real-life Dr. Dreamy. You have to tell me more about that. Well, are you a Grey's Anatomy fan? I've seen it. Yes. Not obsessed. <laughs> I'm not obsessed, but yes, enjoy yeah. it. That's great. So because I was a fan since when I was a student, I was studying to be a doctor and all. So I was a fan since that time, but I never, never expected in my life that this will happen one day. It's like my life will cross roads with this show, a medical drama, because it was the first medical drama that to be until now it's the longest running medical drama and a show and still successful so I never had in my mind that this will happen so this story is is really it's what I never expected so what happened is we really met a doctor Dr. McDreamy but in real life what happens sometimes you see the drama and you think oh this will never happen in real life and then when this happened and then you think, oh, it's like I'm in the middle of a movie when the action happened and all. So I was 20 weeks pregnant, dentist, running my clinic, and I had pregnancy losses before. And then a healthy child who was three years old at that time. So I thought that this 20 weeks scan, you are a mother, Tracy. You know how important this scan is. So I have seen your boy and your videos are so cute. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So this 20 weeks scan is the most important scan in the pregnancy. And that day my life changed. and I never knew this will happen because I was anxious. Maybe there will be a problem, but I thought because I have a healthy child, this time it will be good. I was all positive thoughts and all. And then they told me, all is good in the baby. They check the baby organs. That's why I advocate always for this ultrasound, the anatomy scan. But there's a problem with the heart. 
and this is a new word I never heard about. This is, okay, I'm a dentist. I know about these conditions, but when you are the mom, it's different. I hoped that it's something wrong. Maybe it's all going to be fine. He said, in three days, you will see a pediatric cardiologist. And he gave me some initial diagnosis. And then I started digging in on the congenital heart defects. At what is this? Three days passed, me and her father, we are in the worst condition, but hoping the initial diagnosis was wrong. There is nothing. Now the doctor will tell us everything is good with the baby's heart. So I've had a lot of medical issues and can kind of yeah, usually yeah. read ultrasound texts and stuff, although some yeah. are very good. You can't. Yeah. Sometimes you can tell that they spend a little longer on one area and they, <laughs> they kind of do a bit of a head tilt yeah. or your ears perk up. When they were doing the ultrasound yeah. on you, was there any signs that something was wrong? Yeah. Yeah. The, as a mom, this is like when your heart, you feel pumping and you feel, no, no, I hope he, I will not hear this especially when you had problems, big problems before, and you think, no, 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 he will not say it. It's, it's good. Everything is good. But there is an always look on the doctor mm -hmm. face. I think every man, mom who went through with this, they will know that this is the time that they will tell you the news. And uh, oh, God, every time I got chills when I go, I recall these days. So yeah. How were you feeling when I'm assuming you had the ultrasound and it was right then and there? that you were told something yeah. was wrong, correct? With the baby's heart. The heart. Was your husband with you at this time? The initial one, no. He was at work because soon this time we were hoping everything is good. But after three days, when it's the doctor, the pediatric cardiologist, mm -hmm. he was with me. Okay, so how were you feeling at that moment, though, with the ultrasound? Yeah, three days I could not sleep. I could not sleep. I was like, I hope it's wrong. I hope the, initial, the doctor, he said, Maybe it's good. Nothing is there. They will tell us it's good, but no, it wasn't. Yeah. And he gave us the right condition. It was pulmonary atresia with intact symptom. Tracy, you know the heart and the lungs are connected. Mm -hmm. And this connection is, is majorly the life of a body because the blood will go from the heart to the lung to be oxygenated. Mm -hmm. And in Nadia's case, it was closed. There is no connection between the heart and lung. Wow. So during the pregnancy, she's getting her blood from the placenta and she's good. But after birth, and this, this is the major issue. The second issue is this closure between the heart and lung will lead to a condition which is called half of the heart syndrome. The baby will be born with half heart. The right side of the heart, gradually from that point, it will start stop growing until birth. And then when the baby is born, this is when he told me, imagine a five months pregnant mom, he give you the, what will happen with your baby. After birth, she or baby, she may not survive the pregnancy at first. After birth, she will need many surgeries to be able to live with half heart only, which way may, she may not survive. She will need many medications. And also you will not see her live like other kids. This is what the doctor words on that day to me and her father. And 
what's her life expectancy? He said, if she lived through that, it will be in her 30s maximum. So <laughs> it was, I lived through wars. I'm Iraqi in origin. So I never cried in my life like that. Yeah. And I was in shock. And my husband, he asked him, is there anything we can do to prevent this from happening before birth? And the pediatric cardiologist said, no, nothing is there. So this is when Grey's Anatomy comes. <laughs> I go home. I cry for hours. I remember the moment. I'm in my bed crying. And it's almost like, you know, when you have this point when you cannot have tears mm -hmm. anymore. And my eyes are closed. And I remember a scene of Grey's Anatomy where the doctor, it was Dr. Arizona and Dr. DeLuca, they were performing a surgery on a baby in his mom's womb during pregnancy. This scene have aired five months only before. And it came out of nowhere. And so out of the sudden, this scene, why did it come? I have no idea until now. It's like I'm crying for my baby. Why do I remember this? Well, watching that Grey's Anatomy episode, little did Doa know that just five months later, it would be the missing link to saving her unborn child's life. I've often heard, as I'm sure you have too, that timing is everything, to trust that things are working together for us and not against us. In Doa's case, everything was coming together to work in her favor. Wait, surgeries for babies in the womb don't exist. Is it fictional or real? We had never heard of it in real life. I opened my eyes, automatically unlocked my phone, and searched if there was in-womb heart intervention for the type of congenital heart disease Nadine has. And it was there. It did exist. I couldn't believe my eyes. Ever since I was in school, Grey's Anatomy has been my favorite show. But never in my wildest dreams did I expect life to cross lines with it like this. I called my husband. I was barely able to talk. They can do surgeries for babies in the womb for this condition. For 48 hours, we didn't sleep. We contacted many hospitals around the world in the USA, Japan, Turkey, India, and Singapore. We had only a few weeks to save my baby's heart from developing a life-threatening condition called hypoplastic right heart syndrome or half of the heart syndrome. It was a rare surgery, and only a few places in the world had the technology for it. Even the few hospitals who had it didn't respond to us within the critical time. It could take months, and Nadine would be born already. Having a surgery for a baby during pregnancy is never heard of. Well, I used to live in, in, in that in in Dubai, in the Middle East, in many countries around the world. It's a new, even in North America, in Canada, it's a new thing. Even people here, a lot of people didn't hear about that you can possibly do a heart surgery for a baby in a womb. I grab my mobile, I search, and it's there. You can do, for this condition, you can do a heart intervention 
that could possibly save her life. Call my husband because it will prevent her from being born with half hearts to have a normal life. There's a chance. I call my husband and out of tears, I'm telling him, there is surgery. They can do this during pregnancy to save her life. And he's like, what? What is this? I'm like, yes, it's there. And that's when the story started. Yeah. Was there any risk to you by doing this surgery? Well, it's not the risk. It wasn't nearly impossible surgery. To have the surgery itself, it's crazy. As a risk for as any surgery for any mom, I didn't care. I didn't think about the risk for me. Mm-hmm. There was a risk for Nadine, 10% that we may lose her. Mm-hmm. But her condition was already life-threatening condition. But it was her only chance to have a normal life. We started searching and it was crazy, Tracy. Because you have a short window, a few weeks. If you miss it, that's it. It's once in a lifetime condition. So a few weeks, we say a short window, a few weeks. Are you talking about how far along you are? No, because her heart already started to get affected. Oh, so from that point in her condition, that yeah, she already had, yeah, she only had a few weeks. Exactly. To, okay. to save her heart, you have a few weeks. And where is the surgery is done? You have to search all over the world. We did not sleep for two days. We want to reach, where is it? Where is it happening? And we called a lot of countries, Japan, we called India, Turkey, a lot of places. It was in Germany, but we are as Iraqis. It's not easy for us to travel as quickly as you can. And to make this trip, I have a toddler, three years old. We have to make it in a very short time. And imagine trying to go to a place and you cannot get a visa. And this is your surgery. The baby's life is there. So in America, in that time, there was a lot of hardness to go. So we were afraid if we tried to America to go and it's not for us that you are there in the door and they tell you, you cannot go. And that's where like we tried somewhere else. And then we started trying because it's in America. We, we found, we call there's few places in the world, in Germany, in Canada, in America. We started calling, but it was difficult. You know how, when you contact a hospital, the logistic of it, and you have few weeks to save your baby, they may reply to you after months. Then we found one research paper online. My husband kept telling me to contact the email of the doctor. Her name was Dr. Amy Armstrong. Two days later, I received a response from her colleague, Dr. James Stranick, and this moment changed everything. 7,000 miles away, this amazing human knew how critical this time was to save my baby and how scared I was. The care and support he provided for us in this difficult time was incredible. He wanted to make sure making the trip across the world for this intervention could be beneficial for her. He asked for a clear image of her heart. Despite the time difference and distance, every day he did meetings with his team to discuss my child's heart case and contacted us and our doctors until we received the words that made me cry out for joy. I can help your baby. And then my husband and I, we were reading and there is a research and there was an email of a doctor. 
And we searched search and my husband emailed this doctor. Her name is Dr. Amy Armstrong in University Hospitals in Cleveland. And he's like, email Dr. Amy, email Dr. Amy. We send an email and we have sent a lot of emails to other places. And after two days, the real life Dr. McDreamy answers back. <laughs> Dr. James Trenick in Rainbow Babies and Children Hospital in Cleveland. This man, 7,000 miles away, by an email, he knows that this is a mom who's trying to save her child. And he have a surgery, a unique new surgery that can save her baby. He could have, the stand that this man did for us, this is why I call him like real life McBrady. He doesn't like it, but this is it's like this man, he knew he had this. And he said, before I answer you back, I need to have a clear pictures. And at that time, it's made like crazy. He have his colleague there in my town in Dubai. He told me, go to him for the pictures. He's a pediatric cardiologist, Dr. Hamdan, and he was his colleague 20 years ago. Crazy. It's, <laughs> we went to take the pictures, few, going back and forth. The doctors in that country, they were discussing fetal surgery, heart surgery for a baby. It's started this conversation, which is beneficial for other moms. Mm -hmm. Now people hearing about it. What year was this that this all happened? 2018. 2018. Okay. Yeah. So this is happening. So we were like, it will not work. This will not happen. And I was focused, me and my husband, on Dr. James, what he will tell us. Will mm -hmm. he be able to save my baby? After he gets the pictures and I receive his read me an email and call back. I can help your baby. This was the most beautiful sentence I ever heard in my life. And his stand in that critical time saved Nadine's life. It's all started with Gray's Anatomy mm -hmm. because I will never know about this surgery if it wasn't for Grace. But it was him who did this for this stranger, for this mom. After we made the nearly impossible trip and reached Cleveland, he and his team were ready with the same compassion to make history with this new intervention in a once-in-a-lifetime shot for Nadine. He told me that we can travel. I can do that. We made that impossible trip to America from Dubai, 7,000 miles. We are there. And what happened during that impossible trip, it's, this is something... I can't, I wish no one mother and father goes to because the health issues, something and the conditions on, that some people like visas is something a lot of people take for granted. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot go and your baby is there. So we could go, we could travel. And we were given, I think, three weeks only inside USA for the surgery. And we reached there and the doctor tell us, we're so happy to meet you, but the baby's weight is not enough. And we may not be able to do the surgery now. Mm. I started eating and I ate even banana. I hate bananas. I have to increase <laughs> Imagine yourself in a foreign country the first time without your family. Only me and my husband. 
the support that we get from our family when to make that travel, they trusted us for our baby, my father, my mother. This is their granddaughter. They supported us with all of their life. But when we traveled, that's it. We are alone. We are there. Everything was scary for us. And my husband have to stay with my three years old toddler. So Dr. James and the whole team in the Congenital Heart Collaborative, they made us feel like family. And this is something a lot of doctors may forget that we are humans. We are not numbers. Mm -hmm. We are not research. You have to go as far as you can for your baby. And then after one week, that's it. I have two weeks and I have to do the surgery and travel 24 hours back after a surgery. So we have to go. They have to go. When we finally made it to the operating room, a medical team of 15, led by Dr. James Stranick, Dr. Amy Armstrong, and OB Dr. Ellie Ragsdale were ready to make history. The main goal was to open the pulmonary valve that connects the heart and lungs. Due to Nadine's CHD, it was blocked and prevented blood from going to the lungs and stopped the growth of the right side of the heart. There was a 10% chance I may lose my baby and a possibility the intervention may not work. I was looking at a big ultrasound screen showing the heart and blood going in the wrong direction on the right side. Ready to make history, the plan was when Nadine would be in the correct position, they would open my epidural, give her a sleep injection, then guide a hairline-sized wire across the abdomen wall and uterus to her heart to open the valve. But guess what Nadine was doing? She was dancing all along. For long hours, whenever she was in the right place and my epidural was on, she would move again. With the epidural on-off, Nadine moving, me walking around the room, squatting, doing every exercise to move her, along with the attached epidural and anesthesia team, who wouldn't leave me for a second, the doctors called the day off. They went to inform my husband, who was with my toddler outside, that it didn't work out. So they said, okay, she reached. And Nadine was like a hand size. And her heart is like a thumb. And they have to reach a valve with a hairline wire. And we are there. This is the moment. And the doctor says, okay, we have to be honest. Can try and reach her heart. We may not be able. So you have reached that far. You traveled and all. And they said, sometimes we may not be able to catch the heart. I'm speaking to Nadine. <laughs> I'm like, baby, you have to do it. We are there. That's it. This is your chance. And we start having the surgery. They did the epidural. I'm sure, Tracy, you had it before. And they did it. And that's it. They have to make it on and off. And Nadine was dancing. If you see her Instagram, by the way, I follow your Instagram and I love your videos. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they are so alive and amazing. So she's very bossy and she's dancing. <laughs> so at that time, a team of 20 doctors, they were begging Nadine to stay in place to reach her heart. And she was dancing the whole day. They trying and she, whenever she's in point, they try to anesthetize her. They threw and they make my epidural on again and off. And I have to squatting, dancing, and that's it. And the first day they couldn't make it. And my husband and my daughter were outside. They were so afraid for my health and my daughter. 
and they couldn't. That was very scary nights because she may not have the chance to save her life. The next day started, I was already tired and almost lost it. In the first trial, Nadine moved. In the second one, the epidural was on and she started to move again. Then I heard Dr. James's voice, no baby, no, and saw him and Dr. Ragsdale holding Nadine in place with their hands. And that was it. They gave her the sleep injection and I watched the wire on the screen going through until it opened the valve. Everyone started cheering and clapping and I had happy tears all over my face. It worked. Seeing the blood flow in the right direction on the monitor was the best thing I ever saw in my life. Not only did this save her heart, but her story has also saved many other children. The second day, we're there. The doctor is there. I remember Dr. James. They tried and it didn't work. And the second time, Dr. James and the doctor of who will be guiding, literally when she tried to move, when they wanted her to sleep to catch her heart, they held my tummy. <laughs> Baby, don't move, no. <laughs> they were like holding her and they make her sleep. And then I see in my eyes the ultrasound. They go inside, inside, inside. They reach her heart and they open that closed door between the heart and lung. And you see the blood is going in the right direction. And all of the doctors, they were screaming and very happy. And I started crying. This is the happiest moment of my life. That's amazing. I was going to ask you, when you said it was an in-womb surgery, yeah. so they didn't cut you open because I've seen that and to like pull the yeah. placenta out, still all intact and yeah. do it. They just yeah. went in. A wire. Wow. From the abdomen, inside the walls until they reach the heart with the hairline wire. Wow. And you got to see that on ultrasound live as on it was ultrasound. happening. Was your husband yeah. in the room? Did he get to be in there? No, he was with my baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was with her. Wow. Yeah. But we had this videos of all of it. And I can't remember like, baby, that's it. We made it. This is it. After that, like three, four days, our visit have to like finish. The doctors wanted me to, in case anything happened, to stay and have the baby there. But we have to leave. We have to go back. Mm -hmm. And 24 hours back in the plane, imagine as a pregnant mom with a fresh surgery, I immediately had contractions at six months pregnant. Mm. So it was scary time. I had to do on bed rest until the doctor in that time in Dubai. This is the craziest thing. So after we were there at seven months, the Dr. James friend, Dr. Hamdan, who was following us as a, our cardiologist in there in Dubai, he checked her heart and he said, it worked. It started growing again. It's her heart that started growing again. And it was incredible. This is a history is being made. The first baby in that area of the world to be saved. And he said, because of you, we are starting to tell people about this option. We are telling them because one in every hundred baby, imagine how many kids check yeah. this option for the kids who may be born with half heart syndrome go and check this option. Maybe if there's someone who can have it, they started telling them and sending them. So it was Nadine was saving lives before she was even born. 
So was this first successful surgery? No, it's, it was the first baby to be born in Dubai because she got the surgery in USA. Mm-hmm. The first time they see a baby that has a fetal heart intervention, yeah. cardiac one, and it's worked. So they started telling people about this option. So that's why my father wanted to name her because of all the stand, he was there for us. We told him he will name her. So he said, I'll name her Nadine. In French, it means hope. Because, yeah, this baby is saving life before she was even born. Yeah. Until now, all of her initiatives to save other children, we are, whether it's for raising funding for research, whether it's for saving children who need heart surgeries, or with the foundations, we call it Hearts of Hope, Hearts of Nadine. Oh, oh, I love that. And still today, the Congenital Heart Collaborative in Rainbow Children's Hospital Cleveland are doing their miracles work. We will always be thankful for Dr. James, not only saving Nadine's heart, but for also restoring my faith in humanity. And how is she doing? She's what, three, four? She's now three. Three. And she's, she's obsessed with the frozen. We had Encanto phase, but now she has a Elsa back to Frozen. I don't know. It's always the original. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to tell you about one day I received a message on my Instagram and I thought it's a spam. And they said, oh, we are a good morning America and we want to invite you. And I wanted to delete the message because I thought this is, I'm like, okay, who contacted? And then it was real. And we went and we were telling our story on Good Morning America, which is something I never expected. And they told me one time, there's someone very important who wants to speak to you. And it was Dr. DeLuca in the scene. Wow. Yeah, of Grey's Anatomy. He's the actor Giacomo. He's Canadian also. We love him so much. He's an amazing person. And he showed up because he was in that scene that saved Nadine's life. And we were so happy to see him as a fan, as a, as someone who appreciated the show. And he told us how he, they were touched by this story and how they know because they are reached by people who have Grey's Anatomy help them save lives. And with Nadine's case, it not only saved her life, but it saved many children because of her story. So they were so happy. And it was an amazing surprise for me as a great fan. So did he come on the show? <laughs> yeah, he oh, came wow. on the show to talk to us. It was pandemic, so it wasn't in person, but oh, Zoom. we met him. Zoom, oh, yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Until now, people are reaching for us, telling us, oh, Grey's Anatomy scene, I made me know about this condition of my condition. Some, And I always share that because it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna have to go back and watch all that. What do you feel like yours and Nadine's story represents? I think it represents the love of a parent that never ever give up hope on their kids to catch up on help and to share your story. Because I always hear that somewhere and I always say it. You tell your story if you are hesitating because your story can change a life or it can save a life. As a parent, as a mother, as a father, whatever you hear, we may face difficulties in life, always fight, always advocate, 
and tell your story and fight for your child and never, ever, ever give up hope. Yeah, I love that. And a very important thing is we always say for people who want to support saving lives, a lot of people like, I want to change a life. I want to save a life. I always tell people like donates for research for new treatments, like the the Congenital Heart Collaborative and Rainbow Babies and Children Hospital or in American Heart Association, Mm -hmm. because they are always going for research because when you help a doctor, he have an idea. This is something that can save lives for generations to come. They are always short in funding. They are always limited in funding. And this is a very, very common condition. So help save a life if you want to donate because you are not saving one person, you are saving thousands or millions to come. Yeah, absolutely. How often do we think simple moments like watching a Grey's Anatomy episode is insignificant in our lives only to find out that that seemingly insignificant moment turned out to be everything? Next time you find yourself faced with what seems to be the impossible, search for the possible. Lean into hope and love and remember everything is working for you, not against you. If you know someone this story might resonate with, send them a link to this episode. Also, tag me on Instagram at Tracy Farron and let me know what part of this story resonated with you the most. The best way to help support this show is to rate, review, and subscribe. Your support means everything. Until next time, rock your kindness.